What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday because people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. People need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. All of you walked into St. Christopher's Inn discouraged. All of you walked into St. Christopher's Inn feeling down. It's hard to engage in the lifestyle of use and feel good about yourself or the world around you. So what is, what is encouragement? What is courage? Courage is the ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. The ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. For many of you, recovery is more scary than addiction. To encourage is to instill that courage in you. To give you the ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. We are here to be sources of encouragement to you. We are here to let you know that recovery, a meaningful recovery, is possible. That sobriety is possible. I can look in each and every one of you in the eye and say, recovery is possible for you. And then you start to ask, well, what is recovery? What is sobriety anyway? You know, so many of you guys think of recovery and sobriety as this, well, I'm not going to drink or drug anymore. But wait, there's more. (laughs) See, so many of you guys have gotten so down on yourselves that you are more used to knowing the shoes that people are wearing than you are the color of their eyes. What would it be like to be able to look people in the eye again? What would it be like to be able to look at yourself and like what you see when you look in the mirror again? What would it be like to be allowed back in your home again? What would it be like not to have to report to the judge or your PO again? What would it be like to be able to hold on to money again? What would it be like to have a real and meaningful relationship with a significant other or a child again? These are the promises that sobriety has to offer. Gentlemen, Recovery is what we sell here. Sobriety is what we sell. And unlike most commercial infomercials on TV, where you buy it because you're so excited, it don't break three months later. A day at a time for the rest of your life, you can have that life beyond your wildest dreams. And you have no bigger fans and no bigger cheerleaders and the staff and the friars here. Why do we do this group? Because we know that for many of you, treatment is easy Monday to Friday, and it gets more difficult on the weekends. On the weekends, somehow, we start getting, you know, you come in Monday to Friday, it's all about the disease of chemical dependency, and on Saturday and Sunday, it becomes the disease of wellness. You get a whole new disease. 
Maybe I've done enough work. Maybe I've, I'm good enough. I feel better. And a lot of you guys have taken that shortcut, haven't you? You sign out, you leave, you ring the bell, you come home, big smile on the face. And you have, do you remember the look on your loved one's face when you showed up and you weren't expected? Does horror ring a bell? Oh, no, baby, I got out early. How'd that work? And here you are. So, gentlemen, we ask you, as uh, one gentleman who returned um, to the inn when he saw me, he, you know, he recalled something that I uh, say very often, that, you know, we didn't bring you here to do some of the work. We did not bring you here to do most of the work. We brought you here to do all of the work, to leave no stone unturned. St. Christopher's Inn has been a spiritual dumping ground for over a hundred years. And we are always willing and able to take on more of your spiritual garbage. And when you think you know better, and you think you can leave here without turning over all the stones, without bearing it all, and you think I'm just going to hold on to that one thing, you know, it's that one thing that comes back to bite you later. Many of you have found that to be true. And many of you still go through treatment like I can do it without doing all the work. Okay, there is no substitute for that work. And when I thought about what I wanted to talk with you guys about today, and of course I'm thinking about sports, but uh, I'll save the Patriots for another discussion. And, um, you know, I, I oftentimes liken the process of addiction to the uh, process of becoming an Olympic athlete. And I want, you to, I want you to think about this. You know, let's say for argument's sake, you um, are uh, going to be an Olympic ice skater. Okay? When do Olympic ice skaters start skating? When they're really young, right? And if they're good, what do they keep doing? They keep practicing. And when they're really, really good... Like, they win trials, they win competitions. What's the next thing that happens? The next thing that happens when you get really, really good at ice skating is you leave. You leave your home, you leave your family, you leave your friends, you leave your school so that you can do what? Train. Train to be an Olympic caliber skater. Okay? Now, let's look at the lifestyle of addiction. For most of you, when do you start using? When you were young. And when you tried it and you liked it, did you keep practicing? You did. And when you got really, really good, what did you do? You practiced every single day, all day. Because Olympic skaters, right, they, don't, they practice for what, an hour a day? No, they practice for hours and hours a day, just like you. Right? And when you guys got really, really good at your craft, what you did was you left. You left your homes. You left your families. You left your friends. You left your jobs. A lot of you guys left your freedom so that you can do what? Practice your skill. Okay? The one significant difference between addiction and Olympic athletes is that in order to use drugs, you don't need any special talent. 
You don't need any God-given gift to become an addict. All you got to do is say, I join, I'm in, I practice. And that's what you are. Olympic caliber addicts. The best of the best are sitting here. But, because it took no special God-given talent to become an addict, because it took no special gift or talent to develop a substance use disorder, here is the good news, here is the empowering news, and here is the encouraging news. It also requires no special gift or talent to get recovery. It requires no gift or talent or any tools outside of what you already have to be able to get recovery. Are you willing to work at it like you worked at your drug of choice? Are you willing to work at it like an Olympic skater works at skating? Are you willing to give it the time, the effort, and the energy necessary? Because if you do, and if you're willing to do that, you will come to find that you will have an Olympic caliber recovery. See, not everybody can be an Olympic athlete. Anybody can become a drug addict. And anybody, anybody who is an addict, anybody can get recovery. There is nobody here too sick, too impaired, too old, too young, too physically handicapped, emotionally with handicapped. Every single one of you has what it takes, not just to get clean, but to be a sober person and get all the gifts that go along with sobriety. So yes, yes, your addiction was Olympic caliber. So too. Can your recovery be Olympic caliber? You don't need special gifts and talents. You've got what it takes. Just be willing to put forth the effort, and it will come true for you. That is no lie. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Michael! There is no such thing as luck. No such thing. Some people, you look at some of these people and everything they touch, everything they do goes well. And you say, that guy is so lucky. That guy gets all the breaks. That guy gets all the luck. I'm just not lucky. I would challenge you to examine that a little more closely. I would suggest that if you look at the way that other person that you think is so lucky is living his life, you would see that he is, by his choices, by his actions, by the way he's carrying himself, he's putting himself in a position, he is positioning himself, he's setting himself up to receive blessings, and it seems like luck, but it's really not. He is putting himself in the right place at the right time by the way he's living his life. That's why it seems like everything goes right for him. And the reason that everything doesn't go right for me is because I'm not putting myself in position to receive blessings. Blessings are like forward passes. Well, we are going to talk a little football right now. 
Blessings are like forward passes. The quarterback, when he throws the ball, he does not throw it to the guy. He throws it to a spot on the field, a designated spot. It's up to the receiver to fight his way through all the obstacles, all the little nasty defensive backs that are trying to bump him, get in his way, uh, obstruct his route, cause him not to run the route properly. You got that? The route is very precise. The timing of this thing is very precise. If anything blocks the receiver from running the route correctly or throws off his timing and he doesn't do, put in the effort to fight through it and get to that spot where the ball is going to be, he will not receive the blessing. The blessing will fall on the ground and it's fourth down and you have to punt and you don't get the touchdown. You don't get the points. You get that? You've got to fight your way through whatever is in your way to get to that spot where the blessing is going to be. Then you'll receive the blessing. Then the blessing hits you in between the eight and the five. All you got to do is catch it. Huh? That's why these people seem lucky. They're not lucky. They're running the route properly. They're getting to the spot where the ball is going to be. That's why the blessing hits them in the chest. Huh? Run the route. Learn the route. Learn the playbook. Run the route correctly. Fight through whatever you have to fight through to get to the spot where the ball is going to be. And then you'll catch it. And just maybe, somehow, by some miracle, we could beat the Patriots if we do that. Have a nice week. Yeah, thank you, Michael. It's just, it just so happens that... Brady's receivers know how to get to that spot better than most of the other teams they play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what Michael is talking about, if you didn't quite get the nuances, you know, when we talk about these Olympic athletes and the work it takes to get to where they want to go, it requires effort. And there's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be obstacles. But if you're willing to put forth the effort, you are more likely to be successful. If we sit back and we don't put forth the effort. You know, this is the guy that walks through, you know, into St. Christopher's and says, I don't like this rule. I don't like that rule. It's too rigid here. You know, Janet in the kitchen this. David Gerber that. You know, this and that. And, and then they wonder why. You know, that's the same guy that wonders why I'm using again. Why, I'm, why isn't this working for me? You know, there is a playbook. We try to help you to follow it. And we want you more so desperately to be successful. So if you practice your recovery like you're an Olympic athlete, you are more likely to experience a miracle. And gentlemen, we have the good fortune here at St. Christopher's Inn of seeing miracles happen every day. And at this time, we ask, if you've experienced a miracle over the past week, if something happened to you that you didn't think was possible, but it actually happened, we ask that you take a moment to come forward and to share that miracle. It might not just feel good for you to be able to share it. There might be somebody else in this room who's got one foot out the door. Maybe your miracle will help them stay. There might be somebody that actually listens to this thing who your miracle might save their life. So if you've experienced a miracle in the past week, would you be willing to come forward now? Come on. Go ahead. Um, my miracle, well, my name's Eli. I'm an uh, alcoholic. Uh, my miracle happened uh, this morning. 
uh, when I learned the definition of humility, you know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't really broken down to me, but like my, my father used to always pound into my head, you know, you got to humble, humble yourself, humble yourself. I always thought that meant to shut up, so I would stay quiet. To me, what, I, what I've learned about humility is all these steps, you can't even get to the first one unless you humble yourself to actually l look at it and read it. You have to search for it. It's almost like you got to, for me anyway, I had to put down that, it's like a shell I had over me all my life, like a fear. And I still don't understand all of what my fears are, but I'm asking for it. Like, I, I want to know, you know? Uh, and I'm sure most of us here want to know also, but for me, this morning, um, things started making more sense for some reason. And the more it made sense, the more I wanted. And the more that shell came off. Like, like I'm terrified just talking to you guys, but there's a, a, a part of me that's growing, which is knocking away that fear because it's, it's feeling good, you know? I, I, I always thought I knew I, you could read the 12 steps. Yeah, I know what this is. I can understand that. I can understand that. But then when I started to humble myself to really take it in, I realized that I didn't even get past step one. There's more to step one than just what it says. You know what I mean? And it it feels good. Thank you. you know? Thank you. Eli, weren't you the guy a couple of weeks ago that stood up here and said, I don't like standing up in front of people? Yeah. And that was you. How about that for America? All right. Thank you. Hi, I'm Stephen H. And uh, one of the reasons why I'm in here is to uh, quit drinking because both my parents died in their 50s and I'm 47 because they were lifelong drinkers and smokers. And um, I was, I'm not a smoker, but, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been going down to the smoke shack having a couple of cigarettes here and there. And um, I'm also doing the family program. So my sister came in on Sunday and told me she had, if I asked me if I still had my mom and dad's, you know, cards from the wake, and I said no, and I'm not allowed to take anything, and she didn't show them to me, she said I'll mail them to you. And, uh, you know, since I was out there using my dad, died in 97, my mom in 2000, I don't even, even though I was there and I had them, I don't even remember what was on them. Um, so this week, I got it in the mail, and I got my, my dad specifically. Uh, on the front is uh, St. Francis of Assisi. And on the back, it says Stephen F. H. He was my senior, I'm a junior, October 24, 1997. And the prayer on the back is, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Wherever there is hatred, let there show love. It's the St. Christopher song that we sing every day. And my sister had no idea. And obviously, I don't need any more pull-ups from going to the smoke shack. I got a pull-up from up there. That's my miracle. Thank you. Thank you. Well, track four. Um, I mentioned last week that uh, you know I, I, a lot of my grief comes from uh, not being with my family or not being with people when, uh, when I lose people in my family. And uh, my aunt was really sick over the weekend and over, or over the week. And um, you know, last night I prayed to God that because my father was leaving Florida today, that, uh, that I asked God to take my aunt while he was there. So he didn't have to go through that. So he could be there for his sister because he's, he's gone through a lot of the same things. And um, just before they left the airport, they got a call that, you know, to go to the hospital. My dad got to, you know, sit by his sister's side and uh, while she passed. 
you know, I kind of felt guilty, and I wasn't able to tell my father that I did that, you know. But I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I'm the reason my grand, my my aunt died. But uh, you know, I I've been asking God for a lot of things, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them coming to me. And this one, you know, I I feel like it. I feel like it was the right, you know, it was the right time while my father was there, so he could be there with his sister. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm Robert R. Um, <clears throat> the miracle I've experienced being at St. Christopher's was they have a griefing group here, and I would say about. 20-something years ago, my father passed away, and I was able to have brothers around me that experienced similar things that I was able to get off of my chest that I never thought I would be able to get off my chest, things that I've bottled up for so many years, and this is the first place that's actually let me have that route to be able to express that the way I need to. It's an inside healing process, and I'm glad that I was able to do that because I think it had a lot to do with my addiction. and. Um, just continuing to work on that and move forward. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Ian G. Check five. Um, stood up here last week, guys, and I talked to you. Um, I like Eli's share. Humility. I uh, never knew what that was. Um, and I've learned today that I can go through a process. I've learned what a process is. I've learned that it's never-ending. I've learned that I can go through a process um, without acting out, without doing something destructive, without picking up a drink or a drug. And uh, just that alone is a miracle. Um, I don't have to make tomorrow worse because of how I'm feeling today. Thank you. Gentlemen, you got a miracle? My name is Raymond R., and... Uh, uh, the uh, the best miracle I've had in 30 years was uh, getting a counselor that uh, made me take a look at myself. Um, he's leaving. Today was his last day. And uh, his name is Robert R. And he's one of the greatest men that I ever had in my life. And that there is a miracle. Thank you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There are people here at St. Christopher's Inn that have been placed in your path that have been of service to you in your time of need. And at this time, we give you an opportunity to let them know about it. Maybe someone here helped you get through a tough group, tough phone call, tough letter, tough assignment. Maybe they made a difference in your life or treatment life. And at this time, we ask that if there's someone in this room who's been a source of encouragement for you, to please come up now and, um, and recognize them. And to keep two things in mind. Um, one, praise and encouragement are two different things. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes the extra mile and lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to us. And also, we ask you to please focus on one person for now there may be 10 um, but when we focus on one it's more powerful when I say I want to thank the whole community I want to thank my track I want to thank the choir it just loses some of its steam some of its power so if there's someone who's been a source of encouragement for you take a moment recognize them yes Daniel A. Trek 7 uh, I lost a very good brother Christopher this week uh, I looked up to him and uh, I pray for him, 
and all of track seven. Thank you. Okay. Ronaldo, all of track 13. Um, I just want to acknowledge Joe D from track 13. Joseph? <clears throat> Joe D, you, Joseph, you, you inspired me a whole lot with the connection you are building with your mom since you've been here and that just gave me a lot a lot of inspiration to just cherish my moms from being here in my life and I can't thank you anymore for that. Uh, Robert D, track 12. Um, Eric T, stand up brother. Um, you helped me connect spiritually. You know, you showed me a path and uh, I'm grateful for it. Thank you. How's that helped you? I'm connected all the time now. I feel good every day, every right now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Michael F. Track 3. I'd like to encourage my track and Michael T. Um, there's been some things this week, you know, that I've really had to take a look at, and it's kicked up some, some anger and... You know, I just want to thank, you know, the people that helped me out with that. It's been able to what take that, a look within. Yeah, what did that do for you? I was able to take a look within, you know, and see what really applies and what's going on with me. Thank you, guys. Uh, Eric F., track 11. Uh, Daniel, Daniel R. Um, in uh, choir, I was uh, just sitting on the wall and I wasn't singing. I was in my own head because I was thinking about my son, you know, missing his first Christmas, first birthday. You know, and I, I honestly, I wanted to leave, but uh, you know, first, you know, my miracle is for someone that's only known me for a little over a month could, could read me that well and know something's going on, and you know, pulled me aside and kept asking me, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong, and I'm sitting there saying, you know, nothing, nothing, but you know, finally, he pulled it out of me, and I, I broke, I broke down, you know, as you know, you know, and I started bawling out, crying, and uh, you know. The things that you said to me, you know, encouraged me that, you know, I'm doing the right thing. And this could be the opportunity that the last time I miss anything, you know, that has to do with my son, you know, it kept me here because I wanted to leave. So I thank you for that. Luke P. Track 8. Um, Eric, um, this past Saturday, man, um, started in the choir with the uh, arm around me and full of tears that came out of me and um, the long talk, the conversation we had afterwards, the walk that we had inspired me, what I need to do, um, just the conversation and let me let my emotions, feelings out. Um, you know, I thank you a lot. You, uh, you, uh, you, you made it happen, man. You made me feel, you know, like a brother. Thank you. Alexander C. Track 3, uh, Mark Anthony G., uh, we were in a 28-day program together before this. We were roommates, and uh, we made a pact together to come here and, um, you know, just stick it out and do what we got to do and work on each other. And, you know, like some days I feel negative, you know, and I, even though we don't see each other a lot during the day, you know, you always have something positive to say, whether it's about higher power, about this group, or about just being a man and doing what we got to do, and I just want to thank you for that. How's that helping you? It's keeping me in a good zone, knowing I can trust him, you know, to talk to him about anything. And I uh, just want to appreciate, tell you how much I appreciate it and I love you, man. Ryan H, track one. Uh, Jonathan and Robert, I want to acknowledge both of you guys, my Scrabble crew. Uh, whenever I'm in my head, if I have a bad day, coming in and playing Scrabble with you guys, it's like, it's the best, best for me. Completely takes me out of my head. I laugh so hard. 
I want to, you know, just thank you guys for that. Yeah, it's going to sound funny. Anthony L. Track 10. Actually, David, I want to thank you for two reasons. I was in the discharge committee two weeks ago. And the first reason is because I'm still here. And the second reason is because you made me you made me know how broken I really was. And I need a lot of fixing, so thank you. Eric T. Track 12. I'd like to give encouragement to Robert D. You showed me how to have fun in recovery. Um, the other day when I was in my head, you spent time in chapel with me a couple days and helped me talk me out of it. You know, I thank you for that. You know, it helped me grow and, and watching your spirit like you know light up and connect with God. That that I saw a miracle in you. So thank you. You guys notice that encouragement. When we open our eyes and we look for it, it's almost like stars in the sky. Look at this. This number is multiplied by two. The guys who received encouragement and the guys that are sitting out there that gave it. You've been in addiction. Coming to believe that you were valueless and hopeless and worthless. And then you come into a homeless shelter and find out, who knew I could be of value and worth to another human being? Gentlemen, thank you for taking the time to come up. I'm going to shut this down now. we got one more uh, segment to do. Um, before I do, I want to let people know, if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, please visit our website at www.stchristophersinn.org. You can find all kinds of information there. And until next time, we wish you all peace, serenity, and sobriety. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.